love you. Oh, 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 gentle folk, ladies and men. We're glad to have you here again. So please, won't you come on in and sit with us here on the couch? I am Santa Green Traveler from Gorsh. From the North Pole of Gorsh. Oh, okay. (laughs) There we go. There we go. I don't have a good Santa voice. I'm not like a a big jolly guy. It wasn't bad. It was all right. I can do ho, ho, ho. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> uh, tinsel, tinkle, twinkle. I am the faceless elf loan. Um, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I like <it. laughs> elf loan. <laughs> elf Leon. Elf Leon. Le- elf Leon. Yes. We'll, we'll figure it out in post. Elfleon. <laughs> um, so, Elfleon. <laughs> this is the potato pick. This is, well, first off, this is a podcast about movies and TV called Green Faces on the Couch. And we do Hello. this once a month for our couch potatoes out there, our uh, Patreon patrons. If you want to have a say in this monthly episode, Go to patreon.com slash greenfaceless and check out the wonderful benefits there. Most of it is yeah. being involved in this, uh, but there's also some merch stuff. And eventually we'd like to do some, maybe some bonus content on there. But, you know, we're just kind of getting started with that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll we figure it out. We love you, couch potatoes. Thank you so much. <laughs> we're going to uh, turn this into Sesame Street. <laughs> I love you. You love me. Wait, that's no, that's Barney, Barney isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah I know, I once I started singing, I was like, that's not Sesame Street. I wonder if there's ever been a Barney Sesame Street crossover. There has to be, right? There should be. There's, All right. I mean, is Barney still on? I know Sesame Street's still on. I think Sesame Street had like a major resurgence. Because honestly, yeah, it was not my favorite had crazy show controversy recently. On. Did they? Yeah, yeah. Recently, they did. They uh, Big Bird, I think, tweeted out that he got vaccinated, and <laughs> the right wing of the world was like, "No!" <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh man, it's so god. funny. Well, good for you, Big Bird. Be brave. Well, I mean, yeah, I say good for you as long as it was for like for birds, because the vaccination we have out for that's humans, right. so like, yeah. That's what I would yeah. be up in arms about is somebody giving him a human vaccine. Like, I don't know if we tested it for birds. That's true. You're right. You're right. Now, he's, it's not to say he shouldn't get vaccinated. He should still definitely get vaccinated. But Yes. We did. Yeah. I did read a report that it is successful in Snuffleupagus's. Or would it be oh, Snuffleupagai? Snuffleupagai? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a language expert. I like to write. <laughs> I don't even know, like, differences between verbs and nouns. and I mean, I know the difference, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Adverbs and pronouns. And, as verbs. Yeah. I'm, I know I do that. Oh, yeah. That, I, that's definitely just a generational thing now, though. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. So, I was going to use a I statement, but about using a noun for a <laughs> verb, but then I couldn't think of a noun to use as a verb. It's like... <laughs> It's there's just when you're put on the spot there, yeah. Man, well, we're not we're not great improvers, which is great for a non-scripted show. Let me tell you. 
So we're here today to talk about uh, the Santa Claus trilogy. <laughs> Starring Tim Allen uh, as Scott Calvin slash Santa Claus. Uh, that's my that's my yeah. best attempt at that. That is not a uh, that is not a sound recording or anything. That is me trying to do the Tim Allen sound. Ooh, I uh? think I'm pretty close. I think it's pretty close. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you gotta get a little. You gotta get Tim a little gravelly Allen. at the beginning. It's like. Ugh. <laughs> so we are here to talk about these these warm christmas movies uh they were suggested by an anonymous patreon user yes For, thank you, know, you first time well we've been outside of the two that have been uh you know, with us since the beginning of our Patreon times. They'll have to fight harder for next month. That's right. I have to pull out the good stuff. <laughs> well, we love you, Patreon users. We uh, do. Uh, patrons, you you make this show possible, uh, or at least less expensive for us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the Santa Claus. It's not just a about santa claus okay it's about a clause with an e at the end yes that is about santa so it's the santa claus right it's a joke through all the movies yeah and and they try very hard to make it work and to make it funny and yeah. nope it's not especially when they reference it in the second one it almost went over my head the only reason yeah. why it worked was because I had the subtitles on. Yep, because, exactly. Because uh, it's a strange homophone joke, but yeah, whatever that's, they tried it. That's really the problem. Is it doesn't it doesn't work that well as a homophone joke? Like those work better if they're like in the middle of a sentence, so you can get a different right. uh different like understanding of what they're trying to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, I get yeah. It, totally. At the end of a sentence, it just kind of sounds the exact fucking same. So like if you say the Santa Claus and you're talking about the figure and not the the parchment with rules right. on it. Right. Nobody fucking knows. However, I do think that that in this first film is a pretty good device for the storytelling. It, it makes it kind of lawyer, lawyerly. Esquire. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it works better too because they have the actual physical card. They show the yes. card that has the you know it says at the top it's like the Santa Claus, you, and it's like you, oh okay you could have read this Scott. Jeez, come on. Yeah, come you, on, man. You should always have your magnifying glass in your underwear <laughs> pocket. So let's yeah. let's talk the absolute absurdity that is this story. Okay, so. Tim Allen is Scott something. Scott Calvin. Calvin, thank you. Because it is SC. Yes, Santa. SC, that's right. He is a toy... Is he a toy manager at the beginning he, of the first he, one? Yes. He's toy like, company? He's, I think he's more in sell, sales, though, but it okay, is a toy yeah. company. Gotcha. And, and he's a very... You know, it's a very Ebenezer Scrooge type. He is very kind of grumpier. I mean, he, he tries to have good he jokes. He does like Christmas, but... yeah. Yeah, he it's not it's not work. full on Ebenezer Scrooge, but he you know he's a divorced father and he's you know he's trying to be there for his kid, but at the same time he's mostly there for work. Like he right. doesn't have a good balancing life of of you know the work family shit and and, and in my opinion, all around he's just 
not the greatest of people. <laughs> no, not in the beginning. He definitely is not the greatest of people. And right after me saying that, I am going to express my the, my nostalgia for this movie. So, if you were to take Harrison Ford and Tim Allen and like mix them together, that would be my dad. <laughs> That's my dad. That's uh uh. I won't say his name because I didn't ask him if I could use his name. But th- that's uh, that's Mickey, all right. <laughs> Good old Mickey <laughs> Leone. Uh, and he he's just the mannerisms of Tim Allen remind me so much of my dad because like he gets angry but is goofy in his anger. Yeah, uh, and and my dad was quite like that. Uh, you know, it took me till later in life to realize and also him telling me that he just has anxiety and, oh, I, my mother is calling me. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm going to answer real quick. Yeah, go ahead. So my dad, I was talking about yeah. my dad, but then we got interrupted, um, which is fine. It's the holiday season. People want to call. Because your me. mama called. Yeah, talk, I'm talking about my dad and my mom calls. Jeez. <laughs> She's like, I know you're talking about <laughs> Why don't you him? talk about me? <laughs> um, so my parents are divorced. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that is actually why this movie really kind of holds uh, a really near and dear place in my heart. That's because uh, Charlie, played by Eric Lloyd, uh in the beginning of the movie, that little kid is, he just sees all the bad things in his dad because really because probably from influence from Laura, his mom played by Wendy mm-hmm. uh, Cruson. Um, but he has these strong feelings like, ah, dad is fine, but I'd rather be at mom's house. And I had those feelings a lot growing up and you know, this redeeming story of Scott Calvin becoming this Santa Claus figure, which really isn't too much different from his character. He's funny and, and witty and stuff, except for that his generosity and his priorities just change. And I, you know, my right. it reminds me that my dad is just a, a human blob person like me. Exactly. <laughs> he's just he's another just government experiment. experiment. <coughs> uh, he's got, he's a got a face that looks like Harrison Ford and Tim yeah. Allen mixed together. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They they yes. had a mold. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, I, I, whenever I watch this, I feel a, a little bit closer to my dad because he is a good guy. He just. He makes he yeah. made some dad mistakes, like all dads make dad mistakes, or you right, know, right. mothers or whatever. Whatever your parents are, they're going to make mistakes. It's good to remember that they're just human beings too. Yeah, and and to give my side of it, I don't have as much of a before we actually get into talking about the film and the, the synopsis and everything. I don't have as much of a nostalgia with this film. I definitely watched this and the second one many times as a kid. I remember it in the household a lot. And for the most part, even as a kid, I kind of hated Tim Allen. I never really thought he was funny. Like, 
We watched a lot of Home Improvement, I'll be honest. We watched a crap ton of Home Improvement. Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> yeah, it's just, that was a bad it one. sounded like a but bad it's, one. It's just... Right. I like Wilson. I like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. The the Zach, the, the older brother, I didn't really... That was whatever. Uh-huh. I wasn't really a big fan of his stories and everything. Boy. But, like, I was really... Yeah, I was really only in it for the side characters. I was only in it for, like, for Al... I loved Al. Al was great. And then he did Family and, Feud. And I didn't hate. Yeah. And it's like, I, I wouldn't say that, like, I, I, like, despised him out. I just didn't think he was that right. funny. I mean. You know, he's kind of just like. A, a, he's a mochismo guy. And our circle of friends do not include any machismo guys. I'm probably the closest. <laughs> uh, okay. But, <laughs> but, but I loved Harrison Ford, though. Yeah. And he like, Harrison Ford as Indiana that. Jones. Yeah. That is one of my favorite like movie heroes is her- is uh is indiana jones like very machismo person it, it, but yeah i think i think that is really what it was about tim allen was like it was a character that i never really related to i'm not a very machismo no. person i'm very i'm not i'm far from being your manly man but with with tim allen especially in the santa claus film he's kind of a Isn't dick that- even when he becomes santa claus he can be a dick at times and it's like bro I always thought Santa was a little bit more humble than this, or a little bit more uh, patient or kind. There are moments of kindness. There are some really good shoehorn scenes where he, as Santa Claus, where he's just like, "Oh, this would work better as a as a better toy, don't you think so, Elf Tim?" And he's like, "Yeah, Santa," and it's just like, "Oh yeah, you know, there's a shoehorn moment because he doesn't act like that throughout the whole fucking time as Santa Claus." He's got a sarcasm to him, and I and I think that's really the thing that kind of makes me see my dad in it he he's a smart aleck for sure uh less so (laughs) in his old age because he is more worried about insulting people than he used to be tempered in his humor but i i so i just grew up with that humor so for me it's extremely relatable because it's just my dad's dad jokes (laughs) right so I think I think from here it's it's time to actually get into the story, yes. and it's a disturbing story. A little bit because <laughs> uh, as we as we had said, Tim Allen was the he was the manager or a salesperson at a toy company. Uh, by salesperson, I mean big high mm-hmm. up boss guy. Christmas rolls around. He has his son for either a day or a few hours. I can't remember if it's just for one night or it what. Was Christmas Eve, uh, but it's Christmas Eve. Yeah, and the, they all go to sleep. And there's a sound on the roof. It's Santa Claus. Tim Allen goes outside. Sorry, Scott Calvin goes outside. And he looks up, sees Santa Claus, startles Santa Claus. Santa Claus falls off the roof and fucking dies. dies. (laughs) And nobody, that's the saddest thing about this entire franchise. Nobody talks or cares about the previous Santa. Yeah. Ever. They mention him in passing but it's like, is there really no sympathy or sorrow for the fact that the previous guy died? Was he right. worse than Scott okay, Calvin? And you know what? I'll talk about it more in the second episode, but there is some implications here. There was something that happened at the North Pole before Tim Allen got there, and I'll talk more about it later. I just wanted to say. Okay. There's definitely some. Okay, some good. Going on. So there's something I overlooked then because, yeah, when I watch this, I always feel bad for previous oh, Santa. Oh, I do too. Because I, he just. The implications I'm talking about deal correctly with the, the, the new clause with an E that they deal with in the, oh. in the second movie. Gotcha. 
Yeah, it's 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 very it was just very weird. Every time I watched this movie and then the kid comes out. Uh what's the kid's name? Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, he comes out and I really liked uh what's his name? Eric Lloyd. I'm already forgetting the kid's name. Eric Lloyd. Thank you. I liked him as Charlie. Yeah. I think he is a good uh child actor. Again, child actors are hard to pull off. Yep. You know, because it, it takes a very good director to make a good child actor. I'm not going to say that uh John Pasquin is the director. I'm not going to say he was an amazing director. But he does do a good job at getting a child performance, and that's great. So, applause there. And Charlie comes out, sees dead Santa, and he's like, Oh, you killed Santa! God damn, Dad, you're a dick! <laughs> <laughs> you're the worst! And uh, while they're searching the body or whatever, you know, Tim finds that that card in there, the Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. That's just like, if you if you find this, if you put on the suit... Uh, you become and accept the responsibilities of Santa. That's not verbatim what it is, but that's the gist of it. Right. And from there, they hop into a, the sleigh that's on the roof with the with the reindeer. There's some uh, there's some good reindeer fart jokes. That's sarcasm. It's not good. <laughs> I hate a fart joke. Yeah, there's a lot in these movies. Yeah, there's a lot of it. Yeah, it it's annoying as fuck. It, I. It was at the height of fart jokes in films, though, that era, that time period. But, the, okay, yeah, of that time period, yes, because the one movie that I can think of off the top of my head that has done a fart joke really well is The Lighthouse, <laughs> and it's not a comedy in any way. It's a it's a psychological horror film. It's like, what the fuck is up with this guy? <laughs> yeah, and occasionally Willem Dafoe just farts, and it's... When it happens, it relieves the tension. It's so fucking hilarious. It's really well used. That's what, how to use a fart joke. Oh, that. shit. But with Santa Claus, it's literally just like, look, it's a reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> kids farted, laugh Dad. At, the, at the fart. I know it's for kids. I know it's not for me. It's dumb as shit. Yeah. I'm tired of it. Yeah. Hey, you know, though, I wanted to say his name is Malaire, but I think that's wrong now. But that there's a famous comedy writer who loved himself a fart joke and people in his time period were like this is so lewd why you do that and he's like (laughs) dude everyone's everyone farts and we all think it's funny when it happens (laughs) (laughs) so back then though he was a pioneer so (laughs) yeah I mean, I'm not going to deny that when somebody farts in public around me, it can occasionally be funny. But typically, I when it happens, it's like we're at a dinner table yeah. at a restaurant and it's not funny. Yeah, maybe they're not feeling so good. Yeah, it's just like, Dad, why did you do that? Could you not have folded in? Like, could you not have just like tried to work your cheeks apart or something so that it was less vocal and it was more just like, Poof. yeah, yeah, like. I don't think I don't think people realize that the the fart sound comes from your ass cheeks clapping together. So like, uh, it feels so good though. It, it, I mean, I know it does, but if you feel fart coming and you're very in your public area and you don't want to make a sound, try to work your butt cheeks apart a little bit. Just try to create some space. Well, these reindeer weren't worried about that uh, at all. No, they weren't. Um, <laughs> Do you like our educational <laughs> podcast about farting? <laughs> <laughs> The average person that, flatulates 14 times a day. But but that ends up becoming the story. Uh, Scott the Calvin. Farts? No, that's not. No, no, not the farts. The farts don't. But uh, Scott Calvin puts on the suit He uh, to please his kid, really. He gets in the sled, the sleigh, I mean, 
and the reindeer take off, and now he finds himself having to deliver uh, toys as a skinny, <laughs> skinny, tall white guy without a yeah. beard. You know, he's going down chimneys in his first year. Very kind of mean. You know, he, there's one girl in particular that I like this this aspect of the story yes. is uh, one the first girl he goes to. She's just like she's questioning everything about him. She's like, "You don't have a beard. You're not." Fat. You're not Santa. You know you don't like Santa. cookies. He's he, I mean, he's he's dog. lactose intolerant. <laughs> I forgot he was lactose intolerant. Yeah. And it's just like she's like you're supposed to drink the milk, and he's just like I'm lactose intolerant. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just he's so very mean to this poor girl, and it's a, it's a hilarious moment. But he gets taken back to the North Pole, where he finds out from the uh, the head elf Bernard, played by David Crumholtz. Who is I know him from the TV show Numbers. My mom yeah. watched a lot of Numbers, so, so it was really hilarious because I did not remember that he was in this movie. Growing up, I always thought uh, and it I, was Jake Johnson. Yeah, and, and growing up, I always thought it was uh, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> so, <laughs> nope, it's Crumholtz. Nope, David Crumholtz. He does a good <laughs> yes, job. I like I like, I like Bernard. Bernard. He's a very hilarious yeah. head elf. And, and, I do want to applaud them. One of their aspects of this film is that all of the elves are played by children actors. Yeah. So they enslaved a lot of children to make this movie. And that's hilarious. And Bernard, Bernard's the head elf and he's like 20 years yeah, old. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it's, well, he must be the oldest. I mean, which means he's got to be like 1400 years old or whatever. Right. It's hilarious. Yeah. They're like hundreds of years old. But Scott finds out from the head elf that he is now the new Santa Claus. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. He put on the suit. He took responsibility. He immediately starts growing a belly. He gets, you know, he gets a beard grows. Uh, it's like Harry Potter where, like, you know, Harry could shave off his head. But by the very next day, the, the beard's back. The hair's back. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the story. So he becomes Santa and he now has to, like, I can't remember why, but he has to, like, get his family to believe that he's Santa before Christmas. Otherwise he loses the powers or something. Um, uh, he, so he has one year to get his affairs in order. Right. He's also in the meantime, denying that this is what's actually happening to him. He's going to the doctor and the doctor's like, yeah, I don't get it. You're in peak physical condition condition. Um, how's your diet? And he's like milk and cookies. And he's like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? There's the problem. <laughs> You're eating too much milk and or too much sugar and fats. And it's like, just oh, like, yeah. Doctor, oh, I've yeah. gained 70 pounds in one week. <laughs> it's like, I didn't eat this many cookies. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've eaten that many cookies in a week before. Yeah. Youth was not good for me. Literally, like I know it's I know it's a common thing to say like it, that. Just like if I could go back in time, I would beat the shit out of my younger self and tell him to be healthy. I literally would. I would go back in time, and be like, "Hey, motherfucker, start thinking about future you. Stop thinking about today you." That's what I was like. I was always. I literally said many times, "That's for future me to worry about." <laughs> well, I'm future me, and I'm telling him to go fuck himself. <laughs> yeah, I probably would have not ordered as many steaks. And then maybe I could have more steaks now. Right. But I can't eat beef. I mean, I don't anymore. I was never a steak man, honestly. I used to love it, and I, I honestly don't miss it. I don't miss the feeling after I ate the steak. <laughs> the steak I do, <laughs> right. but I would always get like the biggest cut that I could get. Yeah. I, I, I was yep. a selfish beefy boy. <laughs> 
I would certainly have been like, stop eating so many pizzas. What's wrong with <laughs> what you? What's wrong with you? Uh, I'm like, just one a week pizza. is fine. <clears throat> I have at least one a week. It's not good, but it's 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 fine. I can survive on one a week. Right. Sometimes we do have two. It really just depends how busy I am because it's an easy food to make. You just easy. pop it in the oven, yeah. let it go. Yeah. Secret review of frozen nice. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> So, this movie. Yeah. The likes and dislikes, the pros and the cons. One of the biggest pro or cons I have is, as you said, his character develops throughout this film. You know, he becomes a little bit more of a Santa, becomes a nicer guy. And I disagree with that. I think he does, he does switch. There are some good character moments for him. But he still has the one character quality that I really hate, that I see in myself. We always hate what we see in ourselves and uh, projecting in other people. And it's at the very beginning, like right after he kills Santa, you know, the kid says something and Tim Allen's immediately like yelling at the kid. You know, he's like, no, I'm not. Like, you're wrong. You know, he doesn't believe in his kid's ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, his kid always has a lot of ideas and he's just like, stop it. I know what's right. You know, this isn't correct. And by the end, when he's Santa, he still has moments like mm-hmm. that. Even as Santa, where he is like yelling at his kid, he's like, you're not right here. And it's just like, oh my God. Like, the the, the biggest message where it's most important where he you know he learns to believe in his kid and also through that believe in himself that's there that's still good i still like that Mm. but there's still small moments where he'll just like get angry or very annoyed and like snipe off and i'm just like you're supposed to be santa i mean i at the same time i like santa having his own personality right yeah you know it's it's a bit like doctor who they definitely make the legendary figures human but just with right. powers. <laughs> right. I, just, I don't know. It's just it, his, his Santa was just a little too quick to annoyance and anger for me at times. And I just, it could just be my, my distaste for Tim Allen, I guess. Right. But yeah, I don't, I don't think they, they worked it enough. Well, it's more in other, more in the next two films than in the first one. The first one is still holds, I think as a solid holiday film. Yeah. You know what? Let's go ahead and do our closing statements for this these this particular film. Yeah, I'll, I'll I guess I'll go ahead and go because we didn't we didn't really talk about. I mean, we talked about Wendy Crewson as the wife, right? Laura, uh, right? Wendy, um, Laura. Yes, I'm sorry. Wendy is the actor's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and her her husband, the stepfather for Charlie, Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold, thank you. Yeah, he is a child. Is he a child psychiatrist or is he just a psychiatrist? uh, Adult psychiatrist. His name is just just a psychiatrist. He loves horrendous sweaters. I love his horrendous sweaters. I I would definitely be the kind of wear. I would wear what he wore every day. Uh, But it's his character. There's a he's not really focused on too much, but there's a good backstory there too of being the new father, right? Or the new father figure that is like, and. I like how they play with that. I like how they play with Scott Calvin struggling to be the new Santa, struggling to believe in himself as the new Santa, really. And at the same time, growing as an adult in that group with his with his ex-wife and her new husband. Right, yeah. Because by like the end of it, there's a really good message about inclusion and everything right. and, and, and family and friends. For all my uh, – I feel like I've been talking how, like I really disliked this movie. I didn't really dislike this movie. I, I like it. It's it's a good holiday film. Mm-hmm. 
And before I give the rating, I did have one note that I wanted to, uh, I almost forgot to mention, and it is the, about halfway through, I was getting kind of bored, so I was doing some research. And here are the other casting choices they had for this film. The people they reached out to before they chose uh, Tim Allen and Wendy Crewson. So, for Tim Allen, they went to Bill Murray. Oh my. Bill Murray had just gotten, right? He had just gotten off Scrooge. He did not want to do another holiday film. So, he was just like, no. They went to Chevy Chase. He had scheduling conflicts. Tom Selleck, Tom Hanks, and Mel Gibson. Wow. <laughs> they went to all of those people. So, I'm kind of happy they went with Tim Allen. I, I think it would have been more interesting as Bill Murray or Chevy Chase, but well, I think the other three. Chevy, Chevy, <laughs> he is historically hard to work with. So, I yeah. I don't know that uh, there would have been a second and third movie, which. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, but that doesn't, I mean, there's plenty of vacation movies, so maybe not. Yeah, I was going to say, at the, at that time, he was getting a lot of sequels. Yeah. So, maybe. But I feel like with Tom Selleck, definitely not a sequel. I feel like if it, Tom Selleck had been in there, it would have been more of like a Hallmark movie and probably been lost to time. Right. No offense to Tom Selleck. He is a good actor, but I just feel like in this role, it would have been, no. you know, kind of forgettable. But the, Tom, Tom Selleck, they would have put in a cape if he was acting now, as a young man, that is. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Tim Allen's a good choice, though. I, I think they did a decent job. Yeah. He did a decent job. Uh, for Judge Reinholdt's character, Neil, there was Jeff Daniels, Stanley Tucci, and Bradley Stanley Whitford. Stanley Tucci? I, I know, Stanley Tucci Stanley would be fun. Stanley Tucci is Neil. Right? I think Judge I would have loved Bradley Whitford, too. I would just have to say that Judge, his, his slow, deliberate way of speaking, I think yeah. that was perfect for Neil. Right. <laughs> I agree. I think Judge Reinhold did a great job. He is one of my actual favorite characters in the movie just yeah. because he, like, I feel like I see myself more in Judge Reinhold sometimes. Oh, it's just like he's Scott? trying to fit yeah, in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, from yeah. the, on the scale from Scott to Neil, I'm definitely closer to Neil. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but here was the interesting one. For Laura, they almost chose Patricia Richardson before oh. they chose Tim Allen. Uh, Patricia Richardson was Jill on. Home Improvement. Oh. His wife. That would have been so, something. It would have been really interesting because I don't think they had chosen Tim Allen when they reached out to Patricia Anderson or Richardson. So, that would have been pretty cool. They also reached out to uh, Patricia Heaton from Everybody Loves Raymond, the wife and that. Okay. So, yeah. At which they look a lot alike. Right. From and Wendy Crewson is the one of the three that I don't know. So, this is the only thing I know Wendy Crewson from, that I believe, I believe at least. You know what? The one, one thing that I really do like about this movie is that those four characters are in all three of the movies. The family yeah. sticks together, and it does seem like they have a good time together. Like, they enjoy right. making the movies. I also like that I feel like whenever you have a divorced family kind of story, they sometimes try to make the ex-husband and the ex-wife come back together. Yeah. And I'm happy this movie did not go that route. I'm happy no. that it stayed as a more of a how can we be friends again route. And and I think there was a good message here. I give it two and a half stars. It's a good holiday film. Well, this holds a really dear spot in my heart just because the relationship between Charlie and Scott really kind of mirrors my own with my father. Like, we're, we're pretty good. We love talking to each other now. I mean, sometimes the talks are few and far between because of the distance we live but when we talk it's always good 
So for that reason, and knowing what it is to have a stepdad, I I feel like that too. I just I did want to talk about Neil because I have a stepfather, and Scott and Neil they get along at the end of the movie, but you could always feel just a little bit of resentment. Right. At least, at least in this first movie, and maybe in the second one a little bit, but it's it's pretty much completely gone by the third movie. Like, they, right? The more buddies. the more you're around each other, the more it's yeah, uh, just like a friendship and not a yeah. I don't know, like a, a a thorn between you. Right, right. I I gotta give it a full face. I don't know if I'm gonna give it that extra half a face. I don't think I am. As much as I love it, I know that there's some things in this movie, i.e. The way Scott acts towards Wendy and other female characters is definitely dated, but you don't get right. that in the next two movies. Maybe just a little bit. Dude. The third one you get it a lot still. There's a. I feel like the third oh, one has because a lot of, of Martin, bad treatment of yeah, women. Yeah, but that's like yeah, that's like it seems, <clears throat> you don't get it from Scott. No, you don't. You get it from Martin Short. Okay, well at that, I I think we're done with the Santa Claus and we're ready yeah. to talk about the Santa Claus too. But I think maybe I need a soda pop. I agree with you on that one. All right. Are we back? No, no, that's okay. No, yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, we're back. Hello, hello. The Santa Claus too. Yes, here we are with here the Santa Claus do. Santa Claus uh, too. I'm kind of surprised that there wasn't a subtitle. If there were, it would be called the Mrs. Claus. It would be called the Mrs. Claus. So because it, there's fine print there's <laughs> on fine the card. Print. So I think you did. Yeah, there's finer than the fine print because the joke was fine print in the first movie. And oh right, right, right. Yeah, and then in this movie it was even smaller. Can can you see that they did the eyeglasses joke with it? Him and Bernard did. Uh, <laughs> it was so good. Ho ho ho! So so funny. And this one, Tim Allen Santa Claus living it up, La Vida Loca in North Pole, and. He is just, you know, busy doing the toy stuff, checking the list twice and all that good stuff. It's getting close to Christmas. But new elf, the number two, apparently, Spencer Braislin, pl- playing Curtis. Who was not in the first he is movie. He not in the first one. He's a new character. I, I think he's a fun ad. I like, I like Curtis. But he works directly under Bernard. They have both fell, failed to tell Scott... That he needs to find a wife to continue being Santa Claus. So first off, right there is just, that just ridiculous. It's uh, just stupid as fuck. Yes, it's just stupid. <laughs> they are very, they are very astute elves. They are very much about their job. Yeah, and like to believe they would not inform Santa Claus until a month before Christmas is coming. Right, that he has to get married. That's just dumb. Just dumb, dumb setup. Just dumb. But we do also, besides Curtis, get introduced to some other new characters being the, is it the League of Legendary? No, it's the Council of Legendary Figures. Yeah. Yes. Uh, including Cupid, the Easter Bunny, Sandman, Tooth Fairy, Mother Nature, and Father Time. I believe yes. that's all. 
and apparently, and apparently this. there are other led. Uh, uh, what'd you call them? Legendary, legendary figures. Figures. Yeah. Right. Apparently, there's other legendary figures out there, as we find out in the third one. Right. Who are not part of the council. I guess. Well, he I don't he know is why. part of the council, but he never shows up. That's what the the thing was in the third movie. I thought I thought his whole anger thing was that he wanted. Oh, he just wanted a better holiday or something. Yes, he he right. wanted a holiday. He just heralds a season. Right. But Sandman doesn't have a holiday, and you don't hear him. You don't hear him bugalugging everybody about it. No, and that I mean he has control he of everybody's dreams every night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's just like, and he has, yeah, he is connected to everybody's dreams. Right. Like, and Michael like, Dorn whoa. playing him, I think, is really funny. Michael Dorn was uh, Worf, the Klingon in the next gen generation nice. of uh, Star Trek. So, and you know, he's he's very like Shakespearean. Uh, in that movie, but Sandy is so sleepy, and it's just like <laughs> such a completely different uh, character, and I, I fucking love it. Yeah, I think they're treading very, very dangerous grounds with the League of with the Council of Legendary Figures because then they're just asking for spinoffs, right? And I don't want spinoffs in this yeah. universe, no, like at all. I don't all. think it's gonna happen. I mean, yeah, I, I'm like. I'm terrified right now that we're going to put this out and then like some like douche at Disney is going to be like, oh, that's right. Santa Claus. People like that. And then they're going to reboot this series as a universe. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, especially the Unless, Easter Bunny. Get, don't do that. <laughs> do if you're going to pay us. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna bring us on board and want to make this it. a universe, yeah, that's right. Yeah, now we're into yeah. it. Let's make. But if we're not involved, we're gonna shit all over this yeah. project. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a rip off of uh, the Guardians <laughs> or whatever they are. Guardians. The Guardians. The are- Guardians. Right. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I don't, I don't remember if that's what that movie's called, but it was interesting. Well, Anyways. this movie. Yes. So he <laughs> goes home. And at the same time as he's trying to find this wife, uh, Charlie, who is in, I don't know, middle school, high school, it doesn't matter, but he's a delinquent. (laughs) Um, (laughs) At the very least, he has become a graffiti, a graffito? Is that what they call him? Anyways, he's been- A graffiti artist. A graffiti artist. Thank you. And he started tagging the school and gets in trouble yeah. with Principal Newman, played yeah, by yeah. Elizabeth forget. Mitchell. Thank you. Yeah, Juliet Carol. from Lost, and the only redeeming part of this entire film. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I do like I think so. her performance. I do. And well, see, see, also, I just like her demeanor too, because she is she's a she's a principal. You know, and when you first see her, she is kind of like very stern, very mean. And from Charlie's perspective, it's like, God, why are you so mean? Yeah. But then as as Tim Allen's character gets to know her, it's not, God, why are you so mean? It's, man, how do you manage all of these kids every yeah. day? Yeah. Like, I don't think principals get a lot of respect, or especially teachers. I don't think teachers in general just get respect they deserve. But it's just like, you're in charge of a lot of kids. And yeah. when, when you have a lot of kids in one area, you're asking for trouble. <laughs> For so sure. I'm sure she yeah. has to deal with a lot more than just tagging. So they have to go in to talk to Carol because of 
Charlie's behavior. And Scott is being a dick because that's what he's good at. But he's also like, why? I'll tell you what the problem is. There's no Christmas cheer here. That's why. <sighs> that's yeah. why he put Newman equals no Christmas. And she's like, it's a public school. And I 100% agree with Carol Newman. Me too. It's a public school. Not everybody celebrates Christmas. And I know these movies are a Christmas-based because right. of Santa Claus. But yeah, that was one of the messages of this film that like, I was really like, no, I, I do not in any way agree with this. No. Like, because they were really pushing that that should be a thing that in the movie. Christmas I'm like, no, no. It, everywhere. No. It 100% should not be. Yeah. I no. don't think that's very good. So, he's got to go there, and he's got limited magic, and he's got to find a wife, and for some reason, all of a sudden, he decides, hey, I could maybe make things work with this Carol lady, uh, the principal, and Mm. uh, he uses all his magic to impress her. Then when he finally tells her that he's Santa Claus, which he's been de-Santa-Clausing, de-Santa-Fuckizing. Clausifying. (laughs) Clausifying, yeah. (laughs) She... She's like, no, that really hurts because of this thing that I told you. So back off. It's only been right. like two days. And so he goes and he's he's willing to quit because he thinks that'll make things with Charlie better too. And everybody's friends except for Carol now. And right. meanwhile. Exactly. Here's meanwhile, the big one. Curtis to give Santa the time he needed to find a wife, decided to copy him as a toy. So we right. get Buzz Lightyear Santa, and it's oh, uh, it's something else. It's yeah. something else. It's I just, think the makeup like, was good. The makeup is good because he really does look like a toy, kind of yeah. like it, when you get close to him. He, I mean, the closer they get to him, the more you can see Tim Allen underneath it all. But it does still feel and look like a, a plastic toy, which I yeah. thought was really great and well done. The problem is Evil Santa's style of comedy is scream comedy yeah. where he's yelling a lot. And I don't yeah. know if we've mentioned it on the podcast. If you're a comedian and your style of comedy is yelling a lot, I mean, you, there's people who can pull it off. I'm not going to deny sure. that. Like Chris Farley. Chris Farley did a great fucking loud comedian. That was beautiful. Yeah. There's but just some kind of magic there for some reason. For some reason. But typically, I mean, he just had a mastery of it. And this kind of comedy does not work for me. Will Ferrell does it a lot where he's like screaming or he's mm-hmm. very loud a lot and he's running around. And for some people, it's just like, oh, my God, it's so funny. And I'm just like, nope, I just hit mute. I it's think not funny what to it me. is with Chris Farley, why it works is because... You can just feel all the energy that's brimming behind it. Like, right. Yeah. It, 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 it's not just that he's yelling. It is like his whole body from his feet up to his head is screaming at you because <laughs> it's all that you can think to do. <laughs> right. Right. He, he feels like he's lost in the moment. Like he yeah. is he is given his all. And everybody else just feels like I have no other way to express this emotion other than being very loud and obnoxious. Yeah. And I just, I cannot stand Evil Santa in this movie. Other than the makeup, whenever it cut back to the North Pole, I was like, fuck, I don't care. He can definitely be annoying. I will agree with that. I think it worked for the story that they're trying to tell, but it basically kind of showed, I mean, he was supposed to be kind of robotic in his thinking too. 
Right. So I I get it. I get what they were going for, and I think it worked in the, the message. Story. Yeah, <clears throat> in the message of like separating your work life from your your personal life is good. I like that message yeah. because that's the as we mentioned in the first one, it's kind of there in the first one, but it's very much there in the second one because he's not there for Charlie. He's always at the North Pole. He's always working with the elves. Right. Like it's and that's it's not why Charlie is acting out. Exactly. And it's it's a very it's a good message and Evil Santa portrays that really well because we're not ourselves at work. We're a you know, we're a fake right. version of ourselves to please everybody else. And I don't like that. That's a decent message. I just could not stand that character. And like, you know, it, it's whatever. It's, it's, it's a personal nitpick, really. Because I'm sure some people, some kids especially, will watch this and will find Evil Santa to be very villainous, very well done. Yeah. You know, he might, he might be a very fun villain for kids. I don't fucking know. Normally, when I watch a kids movie, I usually watch it with kids around that I have to kidnap and bring them into my home. That way, oh, I can get a taste of what they're thinking. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not true. I don't steal the kids in my neighborhood. You tractor, you tractor beam them. It's I, I do have a different. a tin whistle now, so it's like I could be a little bit like a pie piper if I want to try hard yeah. enough. But yeah, yeah little green rats nice. following you. <laughs> But like what what I'm trying to say though is like I don't know kids' opinions on this because I don't remember watching this one that much as a kid. I definitely did. I remember. I just don't remember it. it. I just know that I liked the the uh, original better. And there's definitely right. like I like their the romance between Scott and Carol in this, but it is yeah. it, when it starts it switches pretty fast. I feel like yeah. We, From, we've talked a lot about quickened romances, and this one's the worst because yeah. this one happens like in three or four days, and there's not a overtly chaotic or traumatizing event to connect the two. You know, it's like the one, the yeah. movie I can think of right off the top of my head is like the African Queen, how those two characters fall in love. Right. But they're going through some crazy events that would tend to tie you into each other a little bit more as a. Not as a romantic couple, but more as a couple that needs yeah. to survive together. Right. There's none of that here. It's just them going on. Like I don't even think they go on a date. At he just goes to her house and they go to each a, other and then get married in the next scene. That's fair. That is very fair. Uh, but, but you know, it, figuring it, out it, that your your boyfriend is Santa Claus and that he wants to marry you tomorrow. Yeah. That, when, that when you've is only been dating for two or three face. days. Yeah, that is about. Yeah. <laughs> And and I also hate that aspect of this movie where it's like you got to go out and find a date in thirty days. You know, it's like right. we have a lot of uh, uh, what are they called reality shows that mm-hmm. are like that now. Yeah, and I don't watch any of them. I can't stand any of them. No. I'm sorry if people love reality shows out there. They are not for me, except for RuPaul's Drag Race. That's like the only show I've ever watched that I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can watch this. Reality TV <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> that's the that's the only show I've ever watched. The only reality show I've ever watched. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> All the other ones, I'm like, "No, I I can't get behind this after a couple episodes or so." But uh, like, that's the whole purpose of this movie. Is like, you gotta go get married. You gotta go talk some random woman into liking you in 30 days. I mean, yeah. if I was given that clause, if I was told like somebody came down, I was like, "You have to tell somebody to fall in love with you in 30 days, or else you're gonna die." I'm going to start saying goodbye to people. Like, yeah. I know that shit's not happening. 
<laughs> Unless I just like go to Las Vegas and elope with somebody who's drunk. It ain't happening. <laughs> and I don't think Scott has the charisma to pull that off. So it does. Yeah, not like halfway desantified. Halfway yeah. desantified Scott is very awkward. Yeah, yeah, like the one with the the, the bodysuit on that yeah. like it's a it's, it's a fat suit. When he goes on the one date, the only other character that he tries it with before Carol. It's the woman from SNL, but I can't remember her name. Molly Shannon. Yeah, she plays Tracy and she is a Christmas obsessed human and she starts singing a Shine and I a Twain song to with christmas lyrics in the restaurant and she said oh you didn't like it and he's like honestly it scared me a little (laughs) (laughs) and and i'm like that is like wait i mean way to be honest because like yeah for real it was kind of scary and you know molly shannon is just really good at that particular kind of humor i i always felt like it was really cringy when i was growing up but now as an adult i realize obviously it's supposed to be cringy and that's why it's yeah yeah and i and i feel a little bad for that kind of character too because one if if that were me in that date if i were watching this woman Uh stand up and start singing a shania twain song i would be like scott i'd be like "Uh uh-oh uh-oh now if now, let's say if they had a great singing voice and were singing something that wasn't Shania Train and they were not Christmas obsessed, I'd be like, hell yeah, this is nice. I don't care what anybody else around me is thinking. Sure. But yeah, the fact that the fact that it's Shania Twain, a very poor version of a Shania Twain song, and that she is absolutely bonkers <laughs> on Christmas. It, yeah, I, w- I would be in the same boat as Scott where I'm just like, oh, get me out of here. It's, so, and I don't like cringe humor too much either, so that, that whole scene was very hard for me. Yeah, it is It is a little hard to watch. If you have any kind of social anxiety, it probably will make you twitch a little bit. Right. So, this movie, it's a happy Christmas movie. So, of course, the love interests get together. He gets to be Santa Claus. And for some reason, there's this dance sequence at the end where Elizabeth mm. Mitchell is... In a in a fat suit of her own and and dancing. Yep. Yeah. That yep. that was the worst ending. That was the worst way to end it. I mean, it, it could it, it could have been worse if they had ended it with a reindeer fart joke, but the reindeer fart joke was earlier in the movie. Yeah. So they they had already blown the budget on the fart joke. So they have. Oh, you know who we forgot yeah. to talk about is Lucy, played by Liliana Mummy. Yes. Yes. Uh, she's just so so cute. I don't know what else yeah. to say. Yeah, I did like that character. I I even liked that character more in the third one. Mm-hmm. And in the third one, uh, Lucy becomes the only character that I like. She was the only thing about the movie that I liked. I didn't even like Elizabeth Mitchell in the next one. Yeah, here here she's just cute. She's really nice. She's a good addition. But I yeah. think her character is uh, the only thing that's good about the third movie. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes because I think it's time to rate them. Don't yeah, you? Yeah, let's do it. It gets a face. It's a competent enough holiday movie. Like, there's no... I don't have any hate from it. In fact, I I have definitely less nostalgia for this movie than I did the last one. But I think it works all right as a movie. It's a very stereotypical romance movie, though, for that reason. It's not something I want to return to over and over again. For real. I don't even know if I would return to any of these films over and over again. But if, if I were, it would be the first one. Not right. to spoil that. Not to spoil that call up front, but <laughs> I feel like that was already known. But 
yeah, I give this movie two stars. It's 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 a passable holiday film. It's fine. Like you can watch it and enjoy it. The romance, like we've we've mentioned already, the quickness of it. It's very very fast, very weird. But I do like the wooing a bit. You know, I think Tim Allen trying to woo her with the toy scene right. where he's handing out toys to everybody. Like, there's some good moments. Yes. I do like that. And, you know, again, there's some good messages behind everything. So, overall, it's it's watchable. It's fine for the family, but I'm not going to come back to it for uh, a while. Honestly, it's a, it just a touch montage but the uh, scene with the adults getting the, the vintage gifts, that... I think is the best part of the movie it, yeah, because you see like the, the childlike spirit of all these teachers and all the people that work in this yeah. school. And it's, it, I think it's a very lovely moment. Yeah. I agree with that. I need more of that. Yeah. More of that charm. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry. I can agree. Okay. Well, before the green traveler gets a visit from Michael Dorn, we right. should <laughs> move on to, the Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause. Yeah, this one gets a subtitle. Yeah. They really stretch for it, too. Like, The Escape Clause. Like, right. what, are, what the fuck? Why even try? <laughs> uh, I'll go ahead with the uh, the story here. Basically, the same crew, same acting crew, mm-hmm. except for Minus the Bernard. numbers guy left. Yeah, Bernard, that's right. Yeah. yeah, For whatever reason, he's gone. I guess elves have a set age limit, maybe. Ma- yeah, maybe he retired. Maybe he died. It does come four years after the last one, and the last one already came eight years after the first one. So, like, I wonder if he just got to a point where he had, like, even with a lot of makeup, they couldn't make him look enough like an elf. <laughs> so, maybe right, they're just like, right. hey, we'll stop. He definitely was in uh, his later 20s by the time this movie came out. Right. But they did bring in one new cast member, and that is Martin Short, great comedian. He plays Jack Frost. The legendary figure that heralds in the winter season. Mm-hmm. Jack is, you know, as we've mentioned already, he's a little upset. He's a little annoyed that he doesn't get his own holiday. He wants a bigger presence. You know, he's trying to take over Christmas. Uh, I guess maybe somewhere in there, if you want a deep dive analysis into this film, there's probably a message about the war on Christmas, <laughs> which is just absolute bullshit. That, that's probably there somewhere. But Jack Frost... Through a series of events, manipulates Santa Scott. Santa Scott, thank you. I was I was struggling remembering Santa Claus even the title of the fucking movie. But yeah, he manipulates him into admitting after a bunch of accidents at the elf station, after a visit from the in laws from uh, Elizabeth Mitchell's parents. Uh, after all of this, he gets him to admit that he regrets being Santa. And it forces them both back into the time... Twelve years ago. ...where Scott kills Santa inadvertently, just by startling him. And then Jack Frost takes over. He tape puts on the suit. And we get to see how that would have played out. And I just don't care. I really don't. <laughs> I, I hated this movie. I was 30 minutes in and I texted you. I was like, bro, I'm watching the escape clause and I fucking hate it. Yeah. And it's it's... It's because it's the exact same concept as the first one. It really is. Yeah. And and they throw in elements from the second one also. It, it's it's a definitely a little it's a wonderful life. And then 
Actually, it's exactly like it's a wonderful life, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, and I'm and I'm wrong. It's not the same as the first one. It has elements of the first one. It's the same as the second one, as you said, right. like uh, like you said, because it, it literally is just somebody contending for Santa's Santa's ship uh-huh. while Santa is losing his powers. Yeah, and the and the last one it was evil Santa trying to be Santa. And this one, it's Jack Frost trying to be Santa while uh, Tim Allen's like, no, I need to be Santa. You know what I think I dislike about the the switcheroo in the movie so much? Because, like, there's there's the fam. They try to make the family stress the the more important part of the story, I think. Right. And that's fine. But the thing is, is that when they threw him back in time like that, it was so fast. He took care of that situation so fast. It did not really yeah. seem like a problem. Yeah. It, it was, it's also because the, it took them so long to get there. Right. Like, I just described the first probably 45 minutes of an hour and a half film. Right. Yeah. Up until up until he sends them back in time. That should have happened in 20 minutes or 10 to 15 minutes. And then they should have stretched out the, the changes element for and most of the second that's act. That's because they wanted to make the in-law story important. So Bud and Sylvia Newman are here, played oh by Alan Arkin and Anne Margaret. And I couldn't stand them. Yeah, you did not like them, huh? I like Alan no. Arkin, but yeah, it's he's definitely phoned it in a little bit this movie i think i think yeah. maybe even like, like he's just he's like okay we're just here to have a good time let's just have a good time that's what it feels like to me literally literally <clears throat> this is his acting so at the end there's a scene where he discovers that scott is santa yeah. okay and he's like he's santa wow 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 <laughs> he scott he's santa Honey, honey, he's the guy. Wow, he's the guy. He's the guy. <laughs> this sounds like almost, almost verbatim. Like that's exactly the scene. Is like he just says "wow" a lot and is startled by it, and it's just the cameras kept going for like forty to forty-five seconds, and like I feel like he thought they were taking a bunch of takes, right? You know, he's like, maybe they're just gonna use some of this. Like they're not calling cut. They, I'm just gonna keep not calling cut. They used all of it. It's so bad. Uh, it's and, not and that's good. how he was. The, but that's how he was the whole movie. The whole movie. Every time he had a scene, uh-huh. it felt like he was doing a bunch of takes. Like he was giving them a lot of different things to work with, and they just went with all of yes, it. Yes, yes. Because Are he has a lot of moments against like that. Your will? <laughs> he has a lot of scenes like that <laughs> watching it i'm just like what the fuck is going on cut cut like come on uh, it was so frustrating uh, i was uh, this whole movie just pissed me off the whole time i'm watching it i was just like why are you doing this so laura and neil are there too and they're like yeah and we'll help things go smooth with the in-laws because we know you're busy and oh my god the first thing that sylvia says is if you're not threatened by laura being here then i guess it's okay and like that's just <laughs> their only thing to do the in-laws is to complain or negate everything that is yep. is told to them 
cause tension. That is their only purpose in the film. And that's one of that's another thing I really hate is because their attitude affects the now pregnant Mrs. Claus. Right. Yeah. And who really wanted to see them and they just yeah. make things bad. And here's what I here's what I really hated about this movie. This was like my biggest gripe. And the second film, uh Mrs. Claus, uh Elizabeth Mitchell, she is a very strong female character. She holds her own. She has a you know very firm backbone. She does not let people push her over. You know, she is a great, you know, strong principal. Mm-hmm. You know, and fuck the kids. <clears throat> and then in this third movie, she is just reduced to a hormonic pregnant woman right, who yeah. you know is just like, this oh my woe is me, man. my husband. I mean Yeah. And it, it really just irritated me because you can still do a pregnant woman who, yes, would have a different hormonal imbalance and still make them a strong female character. Yeah. It's possible. It's possible. And in this movie, they just had no idea how to do that. It was just like, no, she is the wife. She is just a you know pregnant mom. And, uh, oh, I'm so sad. My my in-laws are mad. They don't like this. Uh, oh, my husband's never paying attention to me. Oh, woe is me. I could not stand what they did to this character. This whole movie just like shat all over yeah. her. And she was the only thing I liked about the last movie. Yeah. So this movie, the only thing I could like was Lucy, who is the only character that like that is like trying I don't know. I don't I really don't know. There's not much to this movie, but like she's the only character when things get messed up that Tim Allen realizes he can actually go to for help. Right. Because she's the only one who would believe. And so I kind of like that. I like that yeah. she's kind of like the new Charlie. Yeah. Um, and I, I really like Lucy and Scott's relationship, too. I think that was another really good part of the second movie. Is mm-hmm. because he is Santa and her brother's dad, he gets to also be her uncle. And, you know, right. that, that's not something that it would typically happen in a family like that. And I think that it's possible for people to get along on that level. And I really like this, right. uh, these films as an example for that. I think that for that reason, they, these three movies have merit. But this one's a mess. <laughs> this one's a huge mess. And and I thought I would like Martin Short as Jack Frost because I really like Martin Short. But I really couldn't stand his character either. No, no, I did not like Jack Frost. It reminded me of Clifford. Have you ever seen Clifford? Uh, it's where Martin so. Short plays this little kid that gets adopted by... The, the actor that was in the Beethoven movies. I can't remember his name. Oh, okay. But, uh, and he's just a terror. He's like the worst, the worst little kid possible. He's always getting into trouble. <laughs> and uh, he does a lot of really naughty things. And that's really yeah. a part of Martin Short's humor all the time. It, it's, it always goes yeah. a little bit sexual. And there's some scenes with Sylvia that are just it's weird it's a kids movie man it's yeah it's very weird <clears throat> and and like again like i like martin short i just feel like they weren't they wanted him to do martin short they weren't letting him just be yeah martin short they're just like no 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 do the one thing you did in that one movie like do that kind of humor you know it's just like don't don't improvise or do anything of your own shit you know just do what we want you to do and like i don't know it just it felt so bad in this yeah. like it's so very off well, oh, well, oh. Hey, I. So early on in this movie, I said I wanted to mention something about the second movie. Some implications mm. towards the first. Due to the right, second right. Movie. 
Yeah. To be Santa Claus, according to Santa Claus 2, you have to have a Mrs. Claus. So when the the Santa Claus dies, I was going to say OG Santa Claus, but Santa Claus 3, the escape clause tells us there was many Santa Clauses. Anyways, right. when the previous Santa Claus falls off the roof and dies, and he's out delivering gifts, this being Scott, Bernard, and they're getting Mrs. Claus out of there. She has, she's a, she's widow Claus now, but there oh had to God, be one. Yeah. There had to be one because otherwise he couldn't be Santa Claus. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's right. It's so even darker than I thought it was. She just gets kicked out of her house. And or maybe she ceased to exist when he died. Yeah, that's also very sad and very possible. <laughs> oh my god! Never even thought about. It. I was thinking. I was thinking when you when you mentioned there was implications that you wanted to bring up for the second one. I was like, okay, maybe there was like a divorce idea. Like maybe Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus went through some troubles, oh. and Santa was like, and it makes it even sadder too because then Santa was just out on Christmas delivering presents, feeling bad about his recent <laughs> divorce. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just falls off no, and dies. I think she got evicted from the North Pole, man. Oh I, my god. I really do. This franchise. It's got a dark backbone. It really it does. does. What you don't see on camera, guys. So what do you gotta say closing statements wise for the escape clause? Because I think that was uh Oh also Jack Frost turns the North Pole into a resort, and he's like, I couldn't be bothered to go deliver toys and shit. And so basically, like, the story is, for him anyways, is you don't actually want to be Santa Claus. You you just want to be more famous, and right. Santa's too important for that. Right. And the, the, the message is, is kind of funny. The message is funny to me as well, because it's like... He commercialized Christmas, mm-hmm. and it's like this is a this is a message about you know the badness of commercializing Christmas <laughs> in a movie and franchise that commercializes Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, it's 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 lost in its own head. It's yep. so silly. Yep, yep. Uh, my closing statement: I give it a single star. Uh, it's not bad enough. It's not so incompetent as to be a half a star. It's it's right. just bad. Yeah, uh, it gets a single one. Uh, I don't like pretty much anything about this movie except for Lucy uh, and that that character's tie-in. And there is one thing that really annoys me. There's a moment where Jack Frost freezes Lucy's parents, Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason doesn't freeze Lucy? Yeah. uh, I don't know. Just freeze Lucy and you have no issue. Right. Yeah. I feel like it was just because it's a kid's movie and they don't want the villain to hurt kids. I know. I, I, I'm like, I get, the, I get the writer's reasoning for it, but like yeah. in real life reasoning, like there's no reason. Even yeah, there, there's things that like writers do that cause loopholes to happen so that they can get away with it, and that's one of them. That I was just like, this, no, this doesn't work. This character is malicious and does not give a shit about kids. He would yeah. freeze this child and push her in the closet too. Yeah, he would. <laughs> He would have. No, it's uh, just so we, but, you know, he, so we can have a happy, heartwarming moment at the end. Yeah, for the warm hug. Yeah, that was so silly. It I kind of wish that they would have left his hair up because his hair looks awful. Yeah, <laughs> when it's put down when like that. Oh, like he that. looks so stupid as a warm-hearted Jack Frost. Yeah. It was so silly. Yeah. You know who's a better Jack Frost? Michael Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he was the snowman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> secret review of Jack Frost. So, right. This movie, uh, like you said, I don't think it's completely incompetent. It gets a face. I don't recommend them. I don't recommend it. Uh-uh. I, it's not a very good movie. If you're going to sit down and watch all three of these movies with your kids, you can sit through it. It's fine. If you're going to watch all three films, just hope that they fall asleep during the first one. <laughs> <laughs> and then you yeah. can just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> so which one wins this threesome? Oh, easily. Easily the first one. Easily no doubt first about one, it. Definitely. I, yeah. I would say that I recommend the second one because I think it... it it adds some fun things to the world. Like Lucy, mm-hmm. I think, is worth it as a character. Yeah, the second one's passable. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. The first one's the only one that I'm like, yeah, that's a holiday film. That's, that's a good fine. holiday film. And I just remembered also in the third one, they kill, they re-kill the Santa prior to Scott twice. three times or twice, yeah. two times more. Yeah. yeah poor bastard. Poor guy. <laughs> Just fuck it. Does that mean that Mrs. Claus had to get evicted two more times? Yes! (laughs) Both different realities. (laughs) And they didn't even even cover the fact that that's what Scott had to do. That he had to go back and kill this guy to save Christmas. Yeah, that's true. They didn't even touch on that. Well, It's it's all jumbled. Didn't Jack actually kill him in the first time they went back? Like, he yelled at him so he would fall? And then in the the second time when they come back to fix it, OG Tim Allen from the first movie is the right, one right. who accidentally kills him again. While yeah, so Santa Tim Allen doesn't have to bloody his hands. Yes. So that's that's yes. correct. You are right. And that's another thing. If you, if you had to kill Santa to become the new Santa, like, don't you think there'd be a lot more people killing Santa? Like, wouldn't that make a more interesting film? Like somebody trying to kill him. Hey, it's just when like, we remake the Santa Claus, it can be a thriller. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Contact is Disney. We're here for it. <laughs> we got it. We got a plan. We got a universe for you. We have the right spinoffs. You know, William we won't go Neeson with the obvious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Santa Tooth Claus. Fairy. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's actually they might have actually tried to do a universe thing because the director of the second and third Santa Claus movie was the director of uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's Tooth Fairy film. Oh, you think maybe it got morphed? Maybe I didn't. I didn't actually watch that, but maybe that's either. what he was trying to do. Yeah, maybe that's what he was trying to do. Maybe he was trying to set this universe up. I wonder. He just if didn't have the, the skill and pizzazz that we do. The Molinator, later, the Molinator was in it. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Or, boy. So <laughs> that Jeez. I think is our episode. Thank you, Couch Potatoes, so much for your support. We love you very dearly. Uh, and welcome to the winter season. Welcome to the winter season. We got some fun stuff coming up for you. Um, honestly, we're we're involved right now in a couple of pretty interesting uh, TV talks. I think. We're we're warming yeah. up for so look out for those, uh, and we'll see you next time. I'm the Green Traveler from Gorsh, and that was a kiss. I'm the Faceless Leon. <laughs> Safe travels and good night. Mm. I have to go to the bathroom. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, 
follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.